28 Elo, Chafchas Elo, Tzadik, His Conversations, 611. Rebutal's father-in-law, Rebleib of Trastinus, died at sea on the way to the Holy Land. He said, if my son-in-law Rebutal were here with me, he would not let me die here. I heard that when Rebleib was on his voyage, a creature reared its head out of the water and came facing the boat. The people in the boat were overcome with fear and terror. They were afraid the creature would overturn the boat. Rebleib put on his talit and tefillin, went to where the creature was, and entered the sea. After his death, they put him on a plank and put it on the water. The plank floated to the port, and over it there hovered a pillar of flame. All the people in the town went out and took the body ashore. Now, many years before, in the same town, there had lived a sage who left a will that no one should be buried at his side, until a sage from Poland would come, over whom there hovered a pillar of flame. He should be buried next to him. Rebleib's son-in-law, Rebutal, was already a great scholar and mystic, and considerably older than the Rebbe when he became his follower. The Rebbe was then a young man. He was in Medvedevka at that time. Rebutal lived in the town of Dashev, which was about 80 miles from Medvedevka. He said, How is it possible to live so far from such a Rebbe? He uprooted himself and his home and went to live near Medvedevka. Rebbe Nachman's Wisdom His Wisdom, 308 The only way out is to choose the Torah and its commandments. Make up your mind to be satisfied with an absolute minimum in order to immerse yourself in the Torah. Spend your days with Torah and devotion and you will be immune to the world's travail. You will shake off the toil and struggle of worldly concerns and no longer taste the bitterness and anxiety they have to offer. Devoted to God and His Torah, you will truly be alive, for this is the root of life, both in this world and the next. You will then know that the words of the Mishnah are correct, even in their plain meaning. You will have chosen to live such a life, eating bread with salt, drinking water by measure, sleeping on the ground, and living a life of privation. You must be willing to accept such a life, for there are times when even bread with salt and measured water will not be abundant. But accept all this in order to immerse yourself in the Torah. In the Torah you shall toil. If you do this, you will certainly be happy and it will be good for you. Happy in this world, you will have accepted all the suffering the world has to offer and be worthy of true life. You will then be worthy of perceiving the truth, and you will know that the world was not created for ease and enjoyment. You will realize that the person who seeks the delights of this world will find only pain and vexation. The book, Prayer B. 3. A person who requests compassion for his generation is rewarded with a revelation of the Divine Presence. 4. Reciting the hymns and praises of God draws His Divine Presence below. 5. The prayer leader's supplication contains an aspect of warfare. 6. When you fulfill, your neighbor's money should be as precious to you as your own. Avot 2.12 He merits praying with an attentive heart. 7. Reciting psalms is a segula for bringing rain. We learn this from the Hebrew word for psalms, Tehillim, which is an acronym for Lim Tar HaShamayim Tishtamayim. The land of Israel drinks water from the rain of heaven. Deuteronomy 11.11 8. When a person feels the suffering of other Jews and prays for them, even if he directs his words against heaven, he will not be punished. 9. Certain prayers are accepted on high only after sufficient money 
equivalent to the number of letters in the relevant prayer is given to charity. For example, when a person prays, Give me children, he must contribute the sum equal to the letters of these very words. Kitzur Likutei Moharan 2, Lesson number 89. 1. When a person cannot find his marriage partner, the remedy for this is that he should try to hear original Torah teachings from a person of wisdom and understanding. Lesson number 90. 1. The reason underlying the custom of breaking an earthenware vessel when a marriage engagement is made is to hint to and remind the groom that Gehenim exists, so that he will be mindful of it, and he will not become overly involved with his sexual desire, and he will sanctify himself in his marital relations, as is fitting. It also hints to him that if his bride turns out to be a shrew, he should still not betray her or divorce her, because through her he will never see Gehenim, as our sages of blessed memory taught, Erevin 41b. For a man must be certain never to divorce his wife. Lesson number 91. God spoke. 1. A person must connect absolutely everything in the world and all wisdom in the world to God. And one who does not connect everything to God is identified with the complainer separates from the master. Proverbs 16.28 in that he separates phenomena from the master of the world, and he causes, God forbid, the eclipsing of the moon, which is the exile of the divine presence. For every person, however he is, must bind his intellect from wherever it is to the Torah and to God. All this is rectified and accomplished through attachment to true tzaddikim, since the true tzaddikim elevate and bind everything to God through their casual conversations regarding mundane affairs. For even the mundane talk of these true tzaddikim is extremely precious, since it is precisely through these conversations that they connect to God even those who are very far away. Then all strict judgments pass away, all the wicked are subdued, and all light and perfection are found. Zohar 1, 206b. 2. By attaching himself to true tzaddikim, a person merits complete repentance and atonement for his sins and he merits to mitigate and to nullify all strict judgments. In turn, a unification of the Holy One, blessed be He, and the Divine Presence is effective. Rabbi Nachman's stories. Trust in God. The fixer begged and pleaded. But I have never killed a man, he said. Please, get someone else to do it. That's just why I'm ordering you to do it, replied the king. Is the case really that clear? asked the fixer. Maybe the case is not clear. Maybe he doesn't deserve to die. I never killed a man in my life. How can I now kill someone who might not even deserve to die? Nussin's Letters, Year 1, Letter number 228. With the help of God, Wednesday night, Torah reading Kitetse, 5596, Nemerov. My dear beloved son, Thus far has God's compassion helped me, and thank God they informed me today that they will be giving me a visa. This was the answer that arrived from Kamenetz. It is good to thank God who has helped us thus far. So may he continue and save us from all our troubles. And may he soon return me safely to my home in Breslov. May he raise us up and may our enemies see and be ashamed. Salvation is God's. Thank God we have someone to lean on. I am hoping now, with God's help, to receive the visa this week. Then I will travel to Uman, God willing, after next Shabbat, on Tuesday or Wednesday of Torah reading Tavo. May God have mercy on me, and may he bring me there safely very soon. 
I cannot go on any more because the carrier of this letter is in a hurry. You are receiving my manuscript folios. Guard them carefully because, as you know, they are much more valuable than gold or pearls. Fortify yourself now with the salvation with which God has helped us so far, and wait constantly for his salvation, whereby he will allow you to come to Uman for this coming Rosh Hashanah without too much suffering. May God help us and fulfill our request with compassion in this Rosh Hashanah, that we be written and sealed for long good lives and for peace. May he grant that we merit from now on at least to follow the path of truth that our splendorous pride, our master, teacher, and Rebbe of sainted memory taught us. The words of your father, giving thanks for the past, requesting for the future, and waiting for salvation. Nassan of Breslov. Greetings to all our comrades with a great love, particularly to my distinguished friend whom I love as myself, Rabbi Yaakov, may his light shine. May my salvation fortify you and strengthen you, yes, you too, to come to Ummah this coming Rosh Hashanah and to be counted among us. What can I say to you, my cherished friend? One who believes will not have a second thought, especially since I know that, thank God, your heart is steadfast and adamant in the absolute truth. So do not, God forbid, be remiss about carrying out my words. For this world is a passing shadow, and there is no greater prophet in the world than this. I have said enough for an intelligent person to understand. The words of your true eternal friend, encouraging you for your eternal good, Nasan, as above. Nasan's letters, year two. He suddenly said to all those present, Three tragedies occurred in the month of Tevet. What were they? No one remembered, and he answered himself. Ezra the scribe died, the Torah was translated into Greek, and the city wall was breached, meaning the Babylonian king Nebuchadnezzar lay siege to Jerusalem. Well, when Ezra the scribe passes away, and Traif Pussel, meaning atheism, heresy, and false ideologies, get the upper hand, as we find today when there are thousands and tens of thousands of Traif Pussel. I trust, though, that one page of the Rebbe's teachings will be enough to rectify everything. I therefore instruct you that your work should be to print the books, to fulfill, let your wellsprings flow outwards. You must be strong with money, desire, and effort. He said to his son, Rabbi Yitzchak, you too must give 500 silver rubles for this. If not, then give 60 silver rubles. He also said, even with the harsh and bitter punishments that exist, in the end, they still want to oppose a Rebbe such as this. Oi! In the morning, Reb put on his tzitzit and tefillin and prayed with all his might. He said the slichot, penitential prayers, for the fast day, and he cried during the reading of the Torah. After prayers, Reb studied, finishing the commentary of the shach on a section of the large Shulchan Aruch. Those around him suggested that he study in the small, abridged Shulchan Aruch. It is an effort for you to study in the larger edition, they said. But Reb replied, Do not be so loyal to me. Afterwards, he recited psalms. He then told Nachman, the son of Oizer, to bring him kol tuv, all good. But he did not know what Reb meant. He explained, Bring me the Tanakh, Bible. This is all good. Shemot HaTzadikim, Reb Abba Shoichet and Baidik of Eretz Yisrael, Reb Moshe Yoyna of Eretz Yisrael, Reb Pinchas, Reb Tovio of Teplik, Reb Yitzchak Isaac, Reb Yosef Charaz, Reb Chaim ben Reb Yaakov Balmagia, Reb Heshel of Teplik, Reb Yoel of Breslov, Reb Shmuel Tzvi of Breslov, 
Reb Nisan of Breslov, Reb David Svi of Breslov, Reb Mendel of Lita, Reb Natan Dayan of Breslov, Reb Sender of Tarovitsa, Reb Levali Konstantiner, Reb Natan of Tarovitsa, Reb Tzvi Seifer of Breslov, Reb Pinchas Yehoshua, Reb Baruch Ephraim, Reb Zalman of Cherin, Reb David Svi of Dmitrievka, his brother Reb Yudel, Reb Pesach of Cherin, Reb Mordechai Shechet Baidik of Breslov, Reb Isaac of Bredichev, Reb Yisrael of Tarovitsa, Reb Isaac of Uman, Reb Asher Zelig, Reb Moshe Yeshua Alter of Teplik, Reb Shmaria Avram Eliyahu of Bredichev, his brother Reb Mendel of Chernovitz, Reb Tzvi of Tulchin, Reb Tzvi Kayan of Breslov, Reb Pinchas of Kublitz, Reb Yaakov Seifer, Reb Yaakov Getzel of Uman, Reb Nachman Reb of Nemerov. Prayers 2, Prayer number 58, on Sichot Haran 12. You who support the fallen, answer us on the day we call. You who support the fallen, save us. You who support the fallen, save us from all of our troubles. Please look upon our poverty and take up our battles, because for your sake we are killed all the day. We are considered as sheep for the slaughter. Help us, help us, helper of Israel, save us. Save us, redeemer of Israel. Answer us, answer us, you who answer your nation, the Jewish people. Master of the world, king, helper, savior, and shield. You know how difficult the side of evil has made our simple service of God, whose ways are truly the way of pleasantness. Because of my many sins, I have bespattered my mind so that anything holy I wish to do is so difficult and onerous for me, to the point that the strength of the porter has collapsed. Only you know how much heaviness and difficulty, how many obstacles and interruptions the side of evil applies, making matters troublesome, setting up obstacles and impediments, so that I will not engage in any of the holy matters, great or small, that I wish to undertake. This is particularly hard and difficult regarding prayer, because due to my many sins, I cannot open my mouth in prayer, and I cannot gather the strength to control my thoughts. My thoughts wander into words of vanity, into evil foreign ideas, into desires and fantasies, into so many extraneous types of thought not at all related to my words of prayer. My thoughts are deeply separated from my words, so that for the most part I have no idea what I'm saying. Woe to me! Woe to me! What shall I say? How shall I speak? How can I justify myself? Indeed, I myself am guilty in all this, but despite that, you, Hashem, possess the generosity to judge me favorably even now. I have been seized so strongly by extraneous thoughts that it is hard for me to resist them throughout the day, and in particular during prayer, when they rise against me to the length and breadth. All types of confusion, foolishness, and turmoil come constantly into my mind, and my heart and mind hear them particularly at the time of prayer. What shall a creature as lowly as myself, as weak as I am, more confused than a drunkard, do? Whoa, 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 whoa. What shall I say? How shall I speak? How can I justify myself? God has discovered my sin. Praying with full intent. In your mighty compassion, have compassion on me, in the power and merit of the true tzaddikim on whom we solely rely, and in whose merit we exist in the bitterness of the exile, in this bitter exile of body and soul. 
Help me from now on at any rate, so that throughout the day, and in particular at times of prayer, I will overcome all of the foreign thoughts that come to confuse me. May I not turn my heart to them at all. Instead, may I invest all of the thoughts in my heart and mind into my words of prayer. May I connect my thoughts to the words of prayer with a firm and strong bond. You who are filled with compassion, help me so that I I will invest all of my powers into into the words of prayer and totally dedicate my soul and body when I pray. May my prayer not be like a burden on me, heaven forbid. May I toil with all of my strength and with every sort of true counsel to truly pray to you. In your mighty compassion and kindness, accept my yearning, my efforts, and my travails as I pray, as if I had brought you sacrifices and incense offerings to solicit your favor. Help me and save me, strengthen me and bolster me constantly, so that I will pray to you with the true intent of my heart, with the joy and goodness of my heart, without any crookedness in my heart at all. You who are filled with compassion, have compassion on me. May my hardships not be unimportant to you. See my affliction and my toil, and forgive all my transgressions. For you crushed us in a place of serpents and covered us with the shadow of death. If we forgot the name of our God and spread our hands to a foreign God, will God not investigate? He knows the secrets of the heart. For your sake we are killed all the day. We are considered as sheep for the slaughter. In your vast compassion, have pity on me and accept my few difficulties, efforts, and hardships as I strive to be in accordance with your will, as though I were wearing myself out and troubling myself properly. Quickly bring your compassion to the fore on my behalf, because I'm deeply impoverished. Please look at my hardships and not my transgressions. Please turn to my depressed spirit and gaze at my broken-heartedness. Accept my few difficulties and my efforts and troubles in doing your will, as though I had offered sacrifices on your altar to gain your favor. For I am flesh and blood, and quarried from clay, and my evil inclination pursues me from my birth, as the partridge hunts in the mountains. Woe to me because of my evil inclination. Woe to me before my Maker, if you do not act for your sake. Unless you take your wrath and anger away from me, there is no point in my attempting any deeds. I will hope in God. I will address His countenance. I will ask Him for a response that will make it possible for me to begin to pray properly, with complete focus, to control my thoughts, particularly when I pray, so that my prayer will not go astray. May I not experience any extraneous thoughts that are unrelated to my words of prayer. Instead, may my thoughts be connected to my words of prayer with a firm and strong bond, and may you accept my prayer favorably. My God, open my lips and my mouth will speak your praise. For you do not desire an offering, or I would give it. You do not wish a burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit. God, you will not despise a broken and crushed heart. He has neither despised nor abhorred the cry of the poor, nor has he hidden his countenance from him, and when he cried out to him, he listened. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing before you, Hashem, my rock and my redeemer. Amen.